Welcome, one and all, to another episode of All Dead Jazz. I'm your host, Giovanni, and I'm going to bring you another fantastic episode today, filled with laughter, love, and of course, a little bit of jazz. Today, I've actually got a special topic on the table. I'm going to be talking about Chuseok, also known as the Korean Thanksgiving, and the joys of being in a multicultural family here in Korea. So without further ado, let's get into that right now. Yes, Chuseok, by far my favorite Korean holiday. It's the season of gratitude, delicious food, and quality family time, most importantly. Now, Chuseok, also known as Hangawi, is one of Korea's most important holidays. It's a time when families come together to give thanks for the harvest and spend quality time with one another. At the time of this recording, I'm actually uh, concluding a six-day vacation holiday. It's been a very fun and eventful six-day vacation. Uh, Most of it was spent here in our town. We didn't really want to travel. We did have original bookings at a hotel uh, not too far from us, about maybe a couple hours, two-hour drive in the countryside. But as I referenced in episode five, having sick children really just spreads. And uh, my wife was unfortunately... Uh, a victim to the cold that was going around. We don't know if it was cold or fevers or flus, but this, uh, the kids were sick for quite some time, at least uh, maybe four to five weeks, just on and off. So we kind of just canceled last minute once we realized they weren't in good health uh, for the road trip. And no regrets, really. Um, as I mentioned before, it was it was really eventful. I know the first couple of days, uh, that Thursday and Friday, we stayed locally. Friday, we went over to my in-laws for food. We had a nice brunch. It was a beautiful fall day. Uh, Fall has finally arrived here officially in Korea now. Um, So we do get to see all the the changing leaves, the nice crisp air in the mornings as well as in the evenings before bed. And uh, we took the kids to the park, went to the playground Friday. On Saturday, we went back to my in-laws. My brother and sister-in-law rented a a pension out in Paju. A pension is kind of like, it's the same thing as like a, not necessarily a hotel, but it's more like a, like a loft, kind of like a, you know, a building, like an apartment building, but with uh, blankets and stuff, you can sleep on the floor. Very, very cozy, by the way, it's actually very deceiving. Uh, Sunday, after we left the pension, we kind of went up to a cafe, not too far in, not too far from us, just north in Paju, which is actually pretty eerie because, you know, North Korea is just on the other side of the river. And you got to see it off in the distance. And then on Monday, I believe we just we just relaxed. We didn't we didn't do much. No, excuse me. No. Yesterday, well, we took I took my family to Seoul. We went to Gyeongbokgung Palace. And, you know, we were kind of wondering whether or not we wanted to take the kids to Seoul because we rarely go because, you know, it can be difficult, especially when the children are getting sleepy and all. Um, but it all worked out. We were there for a few hours. Walked around a bit, they got to play in some fountains. Lucky for me, I got to find a pub and have a couple beers while the kids played. And then uh, we, we called in an evening, headed back home and showered up and went to bed fairly, fairly early. Uh, but yeah, today is our, our 
final day, we just kind of just relaxed. We went to the park. We met another multicultural family um, that we see every now and then. And we just kind of had a picnic. It was very, very, very fun, very relaxing. And uh, am I excited to go to work tomorrow? No. Nobody ever is super stoked about returning to the office. But uh, it's a short week. We've got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then another three-day weekend because next Monday is Hangul Day. Hangul is the language. I'm sorry, not the language, but it's the writing. It's the writing system of the Korean language. So kudos to King Sejong for inventing that well over, what, 500 and some number years ago. So, yeah. This episode is going to be about, you know, Chuseok and being part of a multicultural family. And for those maybe not familiar with what uh, Chuseok is, I'm going to dive a little bit into that, educate you some, and basically just talk about the perks of raising kids uh, here in Korea and being married to a Korean wife and just, you know, why? Why that's just so awesome in itself. Now, Chuseok, also known as Hangawi, is one of Korea's most important holidays. It is held in the fall during, you know, that harvest time. It's a time when families do come together to give thanks for the harvest and to spend quality time with one another. At this time of year, a lot of Korean families, they do hit the roads. They go back to where they all grew up, pay respect to their ancestors. What could be a typical two, three hour drive um, not during Chuseok will become at least a four or five hour drive, if not more. I know if I were to drive to Busan today, it would take me about four hours, more or less. But if I were to go during Chuseok, it would double to about eight, nine hours. Because just that's how far it gets backed up. Um, but yeah. So let's talk about like now, currently in Korea. As we know, I mean, if you didn't know, the birth rate is really like extremely low, like the lowest it's ever been in, in decades. Um, but one positive thing about that, like one incredible thing about Korea today is its multicultural makeup. There are a lot of, you know, new, like younger families now, a lot of multicultural families. You're seeing, at least I see a lot more mixed children, especially if I head further into Seoul, you kind of see a lot of that, a lot of families. Uh, a lot of like non-Koreans are married into Korean families. And um, it's just that it is. You just got folks from all over the world living here and celebrating Chuseok together. And overall, I just think that's like really beneficial for these kids growing up in these multicultural families. Like, so for example, I'm American, I'm from Chicago, my wife is Korean, and it's just a big bonus for both of our kids to realize that, you know, their holidays, for example, basically just doubled. So not only do they get like Christmas and Thanksgiving, but they also get like Solal and Chuseok and Children's Day. So it's good to know that we can incorporate elements from both of our cultures into our celebrations. I know that uh, my children, for example, have hanbok, the traditional clothing of Korea, and they get to wear that. So, for example, when we go over to my in-laws, right before we eat dinner, uh, my wife and my daughter like to dress up and wear their beautiful hanbok, and they practice bowing to my in-laws so that they can receive money. Um, I have a hanbok myself. Uh, unfortunately, I left it at, uh, at work last week. We did have a, a Chuseok uh, holiday. And I got to wear it, and I got so many compliments um, for that because, you know, it, it's nice. It's it's paying respects to the Korean culture. And in general, I just think it's fun. The kids like when I wear it. It's it's really beautiful. It was a gift from a previous school a decade ago when I left. So uh, extremely thankful for that. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's the same thing. If and when my kids do return back to uh, the States, we will be celebrating the same holidays. Lunar New Year will celebrate it. Chusok will celebrate it and kind of pay uh, homage, <laughs> if you will. Let's talk about how my kids kind of respond to this uh, fusion of cultures. One, for starters, they get really excited about the food, um, but it's also an, actually an opportunity for them to learn about their roots and appreciate the diversity in our family. I know saying that now, they're, they're extremely young. I don't know if they comprehend it that far uh, ahead, maybe five, ten years from now, who knows. But that's just something I want them to really understand. Like, you know, I don't want them to ask, or here's the thing, like in America, we're always falling into like identifying ourselves. Oh, what's your background? Are you, are you Mexican? Are you Italian? Are you, you know, Japanese, Korean, Chinese, things like that. Like, I don't want my children to have an identity crisis, but I also at the same time want them to understand that they, they come from two cultures. They can either consider themselves just full-on American or Korean. They can be both. You know, growing up, I would always tell myself, oh, I'm Mexican-American. Oh, I'm Italian-American. But what did that really mean? Right? I didn't really have any real connection to those countries, right? My ancestors are from those countries. And when I actually went to visit those countries, I didn't feel Italian at all in Italy. No, I, I didn't speak the language. Sure, I had the cool name of Giovanni, but that's pretty much all I could bring to the table. So I kind of just felt like, ooh, maybe I'm not Italian-American after all. I don't know. I think living abroad for so many years has made me kind of question, you know, my myself and I just kind of just label myself as American. Nothing more, nothing less. That's that's basically how I see it. My kids can feel the same way or they can identify in any way they want. So by celebrating these Korean holidays, they're making that connection to their Korean roots. And I say this because I'm always thinking about the future. I'm a big planner and I feel like by instilling these traditions while they're young and soaking it all in and learning about themselves and who they are and their backgrounds. Ultimately, once we do get settled and we're back in the, the U.S., I want them to kind of share these experiences with their friends in school. You know, as kids, they're always curious. They want to know about other backgrounds. I remember when I was in elementary school, we would have um, students who had just moved abroad from different places. I remember specifically in fourth grade, we had two students. One was from Colombia and the other was from Greece. And I remember just feeling so like astonished because, again, at that time, I knew about America. I didn't know about any other countries in the world. And so to hear them just speak in their, their own languages, that was very appealing to me. I wanted to know more about that. I wanted to know more about their culture, like, right? Like, what do they speak? What do they eat? What did they celebrate? How was their family different from my family? And kids are always going to want to spark interests in things that they don't understand or comprehend for that matter. And I want it possible for my kids to be able to understand who they are and what they can share about their backgrounds. And I'm really thankful that I have uh, my wife to kind of help them with that. And I feel the more I'm talking about this and kind of letting this all out now, I guess subconsciously I'm kind of thinking about myself growing up. How I just lacked so much confidence as a kid. I was so self-conscious about myself. And I think like Sal in last episode when we were talking about, you know, when we were friends, when we first met, we were the opposites. I, I, I didn't really think so. I feel like a lot of the times I was just kind of putting on a facade in school. Like I knew I was kind of sociable. It was easy for me to make friends. But I feel like I always had to be somebody else whoever I interacted with. I was never just the same person. 
And, you know, having kids my own now, I kind of just want them to to walk like they're just seven feet tall. I just want them filled with confidence. And I always have to just keep reminding myself to constantly just build their spirits and just let them feel confident about themselves and just let them figure things out on their own. That's what I need to do as a dad. And I don't want to stray too far away from today's topic, um, but that was just kind of a side note that I, it just kind of just dawned on me at this moment. And so I just kind of wanted to address that uh, right here and now. Um, but knowing my kids, knowing that the personalities that they have already, I know, especially with my youngest son, he's just going to conquer the world someday. You know, he's just a happy, joyful kid. Um, and my daughter, I hopefully, you know, she does grow out of her shell because she is such a, an absolute sweetheart. She's filled with nothing but just pure joy and love. And I just kind of want her to share the, her happiness and sweetness with everyone that, uh, she interacts with going forward. And, uh, And I think I would like to go ahead and uh, end this episode on that note. From my family to yours, happy Trusak to everybody. And I will catch you all in next week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good night.